absolutely amazing. I'm just tongue tied, just talking about it. Yes, yes, I'm a favorite now. Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. This is your host and coach, Len DeCarmine, here with you tonight. And I cannot tell you what an exciting show we have. We have a special guest who's going to teach you how to grow your coaching business the way he did. He took from zero up to $160,000 in cash his first year as a coach. And we're going to pick his brain tonight so you learn his, his techniques, his strategies, and everything you need to know to do it yourself. But before we get involved in all that fun stuff, let me introduce my two favorite co-hosts, the one and only Fred Martinez. Fred, what's going on tonight? Yeah, I'm number one now, thanks. <laughs> hey man, I feel sorry for you sometimes, so that's why I gotta make you number one, so you feel good. Uh, give me the little pity party, huh? Yeah, pretty much. That's how it is. I mean, that's the way we roll around here. <laughs> And we have Christopher Shiver. What's going on, Chris? Ah, uh, it's it's okay. It's okay, Len. It's all right. I know. I know. I'm your I'm your number one favorite. It's okay. You are my number <laughs> one favorite. You know, but we gotta. Fred's our mascot, so we gotta make That's sure right. he he's right. He's our Spartan mascot. Because when the girls that, show up, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not Fred. left out. <laughs> I'm a poor guy. Anyway, let's just kick this off. I have an exceptional guest tonight. I got Dr. Wasi with us tonight. He is a sort after life coach, entrepreneur, and speaker. After graduating from medical school and becoming a physician, he discovered the one and only Tony Robbins and the world of life coaching and speaking has never been the same for him. Although he loved patient care and he loved even more was helping people create results by managing their minds and emotions. He was also fascinated with the idea of being able to make your own money with a laptop lifestyle as an online entrepreneur. Thus, after years of experimenting with coaching online as a hobby while pursuing his medical career, he finally decided to go all in with his passion of coaching in the late of 2019 and launched his first official program. And ever since then, he's been flying high. Dr. Wesley, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you guys for having me. That was that was quite an introduction right there. I'm going to have to keep you with me wherever I go now, man. <laughs> I try to keep them lively. I cage you like I do. I mess up a little bit. But that's the whole part of this show is about being human. And we accept our flaws. We accept our screw-ups. And we just keep going with it. That was, that was amazing. That was amazing. And, you know, the, the first part, like the initial sentence you started off with when you were talking about how he made 160K cash his first year as a coach. I was like, it's funny because now that I've done that, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But I remember being like probably so many listeners who are watching this just a year ago. And before that, when I would hear statements like someone having that kind of result, I would always just think, oh, I got to know what they did. Sure. Like, I got to listen to this. Right. And it's it's so surreal for me now to be on the other side of that. So I'm just super humbled and honored to be here and to help anyone I can who listens to this with whatever I can share today. Awesome. And I appreciate it. Now, it's my understanding, you know, some famous people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm a big deal, man. <laughs> you, you are a big deal. All the famous people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear that story, story with you and Dean, how that happened. Yeah, so I actually joined one of his courses last year. It was a course that Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins did together. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's right around the time where I decided, you know what, I, I really, I want to go all in with coaching and entrepreneurship once and for all, instead of having one foot in medicine and this medical career that I think I'm supposed to finish, but I'm not really feeling anymore. And I had my other foot in coaching and entrepreneurship. I decided I need to go all in, put both feet in the same place. And that's right around the time the course was coming out. So I thought, what better way to really dive in, go all in with what I want to do and take whatever I can take from this course, apply it and, you know, really just put myself out there and show up. And so when I had joined that program, we were a part of a Facebook group. And so pretty rapidly, I mean, everyone had seen that I was starting at zero, zero dollars, no following, nothing, right? I had, I had done a few things before as a hobby, as a coach, right? I called myself a coach and I had actually helped some people make some money, but it was never really a, a business, right? It was never really a full-time thing. And so last year when I started that, I started getting pretty popular in the group. I would just add value, add results out of time, which is what I teach my students to do now as coaches. I would help people with whatever I could help them with in the group. A lot of it was just empowering them to really show up, <clears throat> getting over all the mental blocks that a lot of coaches have in the beginning mm -hmm. about, you know, who am I to help people and the imposter syndrome and all those things come. And the other aspect of that was really organic marketing, right? Like really just allowing people to come to you, showing up in a way where you give so much value ahead of time that they're like, wait, like, can I work with you? What do you offer? Can I, can I pay to work with you? And, and really, and really coming up with a system where I could teach people that. And so I started just offering a ton of value. And when I launched my first program in October, 2019, I had hit from my first 10K that month and it was life-changing. And so they actually had interviewed me. Basically I had won a success story award that I think over 600 people in that group had applied for. And over 600 people, they had chose five people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the lucky ones to get selected. They had interviews, they had video trials and things like that. And so the five of us from the world were flown to Dean Graziosi's house in Scottsdale, close to where you guys are. <laughs> and, uh, and I was interviewed there. And uh, that was fascinating. That was life changing. Then from there, I actually got an opportunity to become a head trainer and speaker for both Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi in another competition that they had, where also I think about over 600 people had tried out. And in the end, they had selected a, a final eight people. And so I was one of the selected of the eight. And so that was super exciting and life-changing. And so that kind of put me on the map in terms of the people in this space and in the industry and the people who kind of were into Tony's and Dean's mm -hmm. things and uh, really just helped me propel things. But I, I will have to say that you know, knowing them and being associated with them, sometimes when people see that now, they'll think, oh, okay, well, if he was, you know, if he won something that Dean or Tony had released or he was interviewed by them, of course, you know, this guy is going to be a little bit more known and maybe that's why his business took off. But I want to remind everyone that's listening that the only reason why I was even noticed by them was because I just chose to believe that I was going to make this work. I chose to believe that I'm going to go all in I don't know how, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do, but I'm going to make this work. I'm going to not only help people, but make money doing it. And because I believe so hard, which is a concept I teach my students all the time, I think that's what helped me get noticed. Mm -hmm. And then from there, things just continue to take off. And here I am. <laughs> no, man, I love it. That's a great story. Now, just so I'm clear, you're working as a medical doctor or were you in medical school while you were doing this? Yeah, so I was I so I graduated from medical school and I became a physician. I got my MD, but I wasn't making the big bucks or anything because with medical school there's so many different 
processes and steps you have to go through. And so I had not done the residency yet, which is where you specialize. Okay. And it was right around that time when I officially become a doctor, got my MD graduated, that I'd come upon Tony Robbins' world of coaching, speaking, mindset. It just, you know, my brain exploded. I was just thinking, what is this? And, yeah. you know, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. And I loved patient care. I wanted to help people for sure. That's why I wanted to become a doctor my whole life. But throughout medical school, I started to feel a disconnect with some of the things personally that I knew that I would have to do in the future. And it's funny because a lot of my relatives, a lot of my best friends are practicing physicians today, you know, and, and I respect what they do. But for me personally, I started to feel disconnected with it. And when I discovered Tony and then just the world of entrepreneurship that you could make your own money, combining those two things, I just thought, wow, how amazing would it be if I could actually do this? And so that's when that whole, you know, once that bug bit me, it just, it never left my system. And, yeah. and then, and here I am today. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Cause I, I always want to make sure that people understand that you were struggling at that time when you were going through this and that you were able to make it work. It wasn't like you're already a doctor, you're already making tons of money and that you could just easily just make this happen for yourself. Like you yeah. were committed yeah. to changing your, your entire career, starting over and making this work for you. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up, actually, because a lot of people have that misconception, too, right? Yeah. They just assume that. And so I was struggling financially a lot. And, you know, growing up in my family, I had seen my parents with a lot of money. Then I'd also see them lose everything and you know, go through a lot of struggles. So I'd seen both sides of the spectrum. And more recently, I'd seen more struggles. And then with medical school loan debt and, not, you know, it's like becoming a doctor, but then not having completed all the steps, I wasn't making money like a doctor, right? So it was this weird identity crisis I had, this weird place I was in, where it's like, okay, I'm a doctor, but then I'm broke, and I have all this student loan debt to pay off, and I want to be a coach, and I want to start an online business. And so, you know, I think it was the pain of finances, the pain of, I know I could do so much more, I know I could provide for myself and my for my family so much better, that drove me mm-hmm. to really you know, believe hard and, and launch this coaching last year like I did. And I think sometimes that's what drives us. You know, it's the pleasure that we go to, towards, that we run towards or pain that we run yeah. from. And in that moment, of course, it was the pleasure and the dream of having this coaching business, but it was the pain of, you know, I'm tired of this financial situation and I'm tired of being broke and I want to make my own money and I want to, and if I can help other people do this as well, because I had done it in the past, I need to just continue doing more of what I, I think I should be doing. And I truly believe I can make this work and and I did so. So yeah, it was incredible. And and for anyone who's in that position right now who's struggling, I want them to know that last year, just a year ago from when we're recording this, I was in a completely different place financially, right? I was in a nine to five job. I was making about $3,000 a month and I had about a two and a half hour commute that I would drive daily. And so it was a very different position. It was a different place that I was in life just about 12, 13 months ago. And today for me to be here with this business that's um, multiple six figures now for me to be able to create my own schedule from home and and work from home has just been it's been a dream come true and uh yeah i just sometimes i can't believe it myself when i talk about it <laughs> that, that that i am where i am today but i say it and i talk about my story very openly to inspire other people that it doesn't have to take 10 years to have the success that you think you want it can happen within a year you know it can happen faster than you think if you believe it can no, I absolutely love this. So let's let's just walk us through. I mean, take me on as a client. I'm a new coach. You know, I'm trying to figure out who I am. You know, I see all, you know, I hear about high ticket, low ticket. I hear about all these organic strategies. I hear about buying Facebook ads. What will be my first step? 
Okay, the first thing you need to do is you need to make a decision okay. that you're gonna, right? You need to make it like making decisions is super important. So that's one of the things I did is making a decision. I'm gonna be a coach and I'm gonna make money as a coach, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I take my students through a process of we decide, okay, how much do you want to make? Like what's a realistic number that you can actually believe a little bit right now? Like it doesn't, cause you know, it's easy to be like, I'm gonna be a billionaire next year right? and just make this outlandish thing. But you know, you don't really believe that, right? And so you wanna pick a number that's, a little bit believable to you, but also challenging to you as well. So making that decision is important. And, and that's a decision I made last year. And then after that, there's just a few steps, which is showing up consistently, meeting as many people as possible, telling them you're a coach, mm -hmm. making offers to help them. That's it. <laughs> that's like literally it, right? And the making offers to help them is the part that most people never get. Even for me, when I first started, posting a bunch of content and helping people is, is amazing, right? It's what we all do. But then not giving a call to action, not making an offer to help them. Like, hey, like I think one of the biggest problems in our industry is not asking people for money, right? We think that it's just a weird thing because we're just, we're just programmed to think, oh, that's weird. You know, it's like, it's weird in sales if we ask people for money. But what we don't realize is that we're doing those people a disservice by not asking them for money, right? right. And people are paying, they actually pay attention. And so, you know, that and then really, you know, being willing to be imperfect. So we have an approach called the B minus method in my program, which is we're going to put out B minus work all the time, all day, every day. We're not trying to be A plus. We're not trying to be B plus, B minus. If it's B minus, it's good enough to put out into the world. And then we'll continue to build and improve as we go along, right? Because I think at the beginning, a lot of coaches get into perfectionism mode. Like my content has to be perfect. My offer has to be perfect. I need to know what niche I'm in. I need to know what to call myself. What kind of coach am I? And so we cut through all of that and we're like, hey, just go out there, let people know you're a coach, start making offers to help them. B minus, start getting them results, start getting testimonials, start making money, and then we'll build from there. So that's exactly what I would take you through and, and teach you if you were to join my program today. And, and it works because, you know, when, when people come in, they, you know, a lot of times they're focused on the website or the funnel, or, you know, they've been thinking about their niche for years. <laughs> and so one of the things I do is, okay, we're no more thinking. All right. We're like, yes, like I'm all about the thoughts and the beliefs creating our results, but we're going to go out to the world and test this. Right. Let's put some B minus work out there, put some content out there, make some offers, see if there's any bites, see if people are responding. And if not, we'll pivot. We'll try something else until we get the result we want. No, I absolutely love it. Go, go ahead, Fred. I was going to say, so basically you just go ahead and just use the, the, the trial and the test of to figure out what your, your niche is, because I know that's where a lot of people are trying to like figure out where they are, how, what type of coach are they? And, then, and one thing I've heard was throw everything against the wall and whatever sticks, then that's what you, that's what you are. Yeah, totally. So what is your opinion on figuring out that whole niche? Yeah, so, so we call it niche drama, right? A lot of people have that. And it's something that I, I coach heavily on in my program. I help my students with that. In the beginning, I tell everyone, I tell all my students, don't worry about the niche, right? Like it's impossible for you to know what niche you really want to go into without having experienced it, without having helped people within that niche. You're not going to know. And this, uh, this happens a lot where a lot of coaches come to me and they think they know what they want to do. And so I'll encourage them to do it. And then they'll come back after coaching a few clients and they'll say, I hate it. I don't, I don't want to be in this niche anymore, right? Like it's, it's not what I was thinking or I'm not attracted to clients and stuff. And so that's why it's so important, at least for your first 10 clients or even beyond to really allow yourself to just focus on, I'm here to serve people. I'm here to 
ask for money while I'm serving them. So I'm helping them and making money while doing it. And in that process, I'm going to figure out, do I really like what I'm coaching them on? Do I like this niche? Am I like, does it, does it resonate with me? Am I able to get my people results? Right. And, and so when you ask yourself those questions and you figure that out by coaching people, even coaching people for free in the beginning, before you start doing paid, that's how you figure out your niche. And so that's been a big breakthrough for a lot of my students. They come into my program and they think, well, you know, I haven't made any offers yet because I, I just don't know if I'm in the right niche. And so one of the things that I do is I, I literally just push them, like start making offers, whatever it is right now. Of course, I help them with, you know, making their offers as irresistible as possible and like the marketing message and things like that. But even then as a general coach, if you wanna, if you wanna call yourself a general life coach, just start making offers to help people and then you'll start to see where you really want to help others. I mean, there's no way when I first was exposed to coaching, I could have known that I was going to end up becoming a business coach, that I would be good at it, that I'd be able to help others with it. There's no way I would have known that. It happened from trial and error. So I totally agree, Fred, that it's it's really really about, you know, testing everything, trying everything. And I think a lot of people just need permission from someone to do that. They need, a permi- they need permission from a coach or from someone who has the results that they want for them to go out and test and try different things. Because otherwise they think they're wasting time or they're, or they're doing something wrong. No, that's great. And I appreciate that because that gives a lot more clarity around this issue that a lot of coaches do face. Do you, when, when you're working with clients, and I'm going to try to stay, because I have so many questions in my head that I want to ask you. When, yeah. when you're working with a client, once they figure out, okay, I want to be in this, this niche or niche of, you know, helping people with limiting beliefs, do you have them test it with maybe doing a workshop, a small workshop, or do you help them, or you take them and start developing their core program? Yeah. I've seen coach, business coaches and other coaches talk about different ways of doing it. So what, what the, what the model that I really teach, the model that I have personally is group coaching program. It's a group coaching method. So I teach you how to launch that, but I always recommend almost every single person who comes in, if you haven't, if you don't have experience with one-on-one coaching, you want to start doing some one-on-one coaching in the beginning mm-hmm. to really just coach people, get that experience, know what it's like to coach one person at a time before yeah. you move to setting, which is a more advanced skill set. And so in terms of workshops, in terms of other things, I totally, I don't ever stop people from doing things. Like if you want, if someone wants to try a workshop, if someone wants to try an event, they can, but I always let them know, Hey, this is what I recommend. And, and for what I've seen, what's worked in my, in my scenario and all the other students I've coached now is just starting with the, the basics, just being, keeping it simple, just one-on-one coaching. I'm going to be your coach. Let's start with that. You know, coach your first five clients, 10 clients, one-on-one. And once you figure it out, which direction you want to go into, then you can launch the group program or the workshop. And then it's going to be so much easier for you to know that this is what I want to do. And then you'll be so much more confident in selling it. Your self-belief, your self-concept and what you're offering is going to go up once you've coached one-on-one. The reason why I discourage the whole, I'm going to narrow the niche from the very beginning before I do anything is because you haven't really done the work. You haven't put in the sweat equity to, to know if this niche is going to work for you or if you want to work for it or not. I always say that you have to be willing to fight for your niche. You know, like you have to get to the point where you fall in love with your niche, where you're willing to fail again and again and again and again, and you're still not going to give up on that niche. And most people, most coaches, when they're starting, they're not there yet. They're not willing to fight for their niche. They're willing to give it up for the next best thing that, you know, that might work for them. And so I tell a lot of coaches, don't, you know, 
worry so much about getting the perfect niche down, be more concerned about serving people, help them make offers, like ask them for money. And once you start doing that, you will start to figure out what niche, which direction you should narrow down. And that's the exact process I take my students through. In fact, one of my students, he literally started that from scratch, $0 this year in my program recently. And um, he's overseas, halfway across the world. And you know, he was in the same exact position. There's just so many things I want to help people with. I don't know what to do. And so I took him through my process and he's now made over $50,000 starting wow. at $0. And he's, he's a stress and anxiety coach now. And his offer is helping people permanently reduce anxiety and negative thoughts in four weeks so they can create any result that they want. And his clients have had amazing results and his testimonials are amazing and he's scaling his business every month now. But in the beginning, if I told him to just narrow down on the niche that perhaps he was thinking he wanted to go into, which was weight loss or being a health coach, he could have been just dabbling for another year, right? And so that's why I think it's so important to allow yourself to experiment because when you do that and you put yourself out there, you can actually get results so much faster than trying to just get the perfect niche and go from there. No, I got it. No, I love that. Cause I know myself, I've struggled with, you know, figuring out, do I start with a core program? Do I do like a mini workshop in order to see if this works? If people, if I get anybody who feels that I can help them solve their problem. So it's always a juggling act to figure out what works and, Luckily for you, you have a system in place that can guide people step-by-step step to do that, which is, which is great. I, I definitely relate to what you're saying because I, I went through a similar process, but luckily for me, I had really good mentors behind me to tell me what to do. And I didn't necessarily have to, didn't necessarily have to think about it because I remember my old mentor, when I started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching in the field, he, um, he, he, he refused to let me have more than one person. And I remember... I remember one guy wanted to be with me and not with the other coach. And he kept trying to like come over to my end. And it was probably because he liked me more. And as soon as he did that, my coach stepped in and says, no, 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 that's your coach. You are with one coach, at, you're with one client at a time. And I was so hurt by that. I felt like, I felt like he was like putting me down in some way. But um, of course, after time went on, like you're saying, you're 100% right. Unless you're willing to do the grind and see where you're okay making mistakes, like, like you're right. I, I think that's so lovely how you put it. You're not willing to fight for your niche because after four years of doing what I did, and I did eventually get to group coaching, I didn't like doing the coaching I was doing. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I really didn't like the people that I was, I mean, I'm not, I, not like I didn't like them, but the energy that they were bringing, I wasn't able to deal with it myself. And I realized that moment is like, this is not my place. And I just need to go somewhere else. And I, I love how you put that because um, how, do you, how do you help young coaches like me understand that they got to go through the grind first? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I explain it to them by teaching them that I did the same thing, right? <laughs> that it's part of the process because everyone's going to feel the fear. Everyone's going to have that initial, what they call imposter syndrome, even though I don't like calling it that because it's not really, really a syndrome. <laughs> Being a doctor, it's like, wait, that's not a real thing, guys. But, uh, but you know, everyone goes through those things. And what I always say is that, you know, discomfort is the currency to your dreams. And so you're gonna feel bad. You're gonna feel fearful. You're gonna feel all those things. It's our, it's our brain's job to protect us. That's how, that's how, that's how it was designed, right? It's like, don't eat the berry. Don't, you know, fall off the cliff. And so it, it basically keeps a record of the past to protect us for the present and the future. But sometimes, you know, when we're trying to create a business like this, launch a coaching business like this, it can become challenging for us because we think, well, 
I can't launch a coaching business. I can't make $10,000 a month. I can't make a million dollars because I've never done it before, you know, and I don't know how, right. And I don't know how, cause I've never done it before. And so like really taking in the idea that, wait a minute, no one really knows how to do it until they've done it. Even with me, you know, there are certain steps that I will give you. And of course I will, you know, I will coach you. And my whole thing is to get you there faster and easier but every student, every client is going to have a different way, a different nuance of how they're going to achieve that result as a coach, how they're going to really launch and start making the money and helping their clients. And you're not going to know how until you really start doing it and embracing that discomfort, embracing that fear, knowing that it's a part of the journey, knowing that I went through it, knowing that any coach out there who has a successful business now has gone through it will allow you to just take it in and say, okay, you know what, this is normal. And I always tell my clients this, I tell them, like when they tell me like, oh, I'm feeling really nervous or I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling confused. I'm like, you're on, you're, you're on the right track. Like if you're not feeling that something's wrong with you, <laughs> right? Like if you're not feeling that I'm a little worried, right? Because you're not supposed to feel amazing all the time. You're not supposed to feel like Superman or Superwoman all the time. Like, and then that's what I thought too when I first started is like, oh, I'm going to be a life coach. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and everything's going to be perfect. And then, <laughs> you know, we go through our first failure, mistake, rejection, embarrassment. And we think, oh man, like this isn't for me. Like I'm not supposed to be a coach. I'm not supposed to be an entrepreneur. The internet's broken, right? <laughs> like, this is never going to work. So, you know, we're so, and that's another point is that we're so easy to give up on our dreams because of the first failure or mistake that happens. And one of the things that I decided, like, and I talk a lot about making decisions and believing hard is I'm not going to give up on this no matter what, you know, mm -hmm. I decided last year, I'm going to figure this out. And if that means I have to go through 700 different failures to figure it out, I will. And that's what I coach my students on now too, is that, you know, you're going to like, if something doesn't work, you just try something else. And guess what? Most of the time, it's not going to work. And then you try something else and you try something else. You may have to try 700 different ways to get there. But if you've decided and you believe that you're going to get there, you will get there. And I think that's the thing, like knowing that the process of getting there, the fear, the imposter, all that stuff is a part of the journey. But what's on the other side of that is where the glory comes, is where the satisfaction achievement comes. And I think that's what we're all after, knowing that it's normal, knowing that we're supposed to go through that allows people to just take a deep breath and go, oh, okay, I'm supposed to feel bad today. <laughs> like, it's totally fine. I'm on the right track. This means I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make it. <laughs> no, and, and I know the three of us can definitely relate, especially to our podcast and to this movement and to our business that we're growing. I mean, we got through our ups and downs of, all right, are we on the right track? Is this going to work? Let's take a break for a moment. Let's get back on the swing of things and, you know, recreate a few things. And now that we have, things are running a lot smoother. We have systems in place. We have, we, we're taking more action around things because we're all now unified in believing that we do have something amazing here. And now that we're getting feedback like we weren't before, just, you know, gives us the confidence that, hey, we are on the right track. Let's just keep moving forward. Let's keep failing so that we can figure out how to win. And, and we're on that track, which is, which we're excited about and hearing your stories and from your students, and the way and the way you approach things is is just awesome, very awesome. Yeah. Failing yeah. forward, model, right? Like every day, I'm just telling my clients, we're gonna fail forward today, right? Yeah. Like who's enrolling in the failure Olympics, right? It's like it's it's just one of those things where you know I, I believe success is built on a pile of failures, and that's been my experience. And you know when we can really embrace that and take that in, it's like oh okay, this is just a part of the journey. Like the more failures we have, the faster we learn and the faster we get to our goal. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Now I want to bring up something you mentioned earlier. When you were going through Tony and Dean's program, you were in their Facebook group, 
or, you know, offering uh, ideas and helping people out. Did you just limit yourself to that one group or did you expand into other groups and offer the same, do the same strategy where you were helping people in their, you know, and serving them and going from that point? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I first started this whole, when I got into personal development, Lewis Howes was actually someone who I saw on YouTube and he's actually, like, it was him interviewing Tony Robbins and that's how I found Tony Robbins. So I pretty much joined Lewis Howes' Facebook group a few years ago and I just, I would show up, I would build relationships, offer value. At that time, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I had no idea what organic traffic was. <laughs> but I was clients from that just from showing up posting on my profile they would follow me back add me as a friend they'd be like dude and I was making offers right I was literally like hey like come work with me and stuff and I didn't realize that that was a thing either that that was a thing that people struggled with because I was just so determined to make it work and so that's how really the journey of joining Facebook groups and adding value for me like I started learning that and so last year I did the same thing and so it was mostly um, that one group where I was able to add a lot of value and I got a lot of engagement. A lot of people just started loving me in there. They started finding the help valuable. And so there were a few other groups I joined here and there too. And so I would post value in there, show up in there, help out whoever I could. I do want to say, however, that a lot of times when people hear the reason why people ask that question, they hear about organic traffic and posting in groups, adding value in groups, they think, oh, it's going to be exhausting. That, that sounds like it's way too much work, right? And what I want to tell people is I had my nine to five job. I had a two and a half hour commute, right? And I was still able to launch this and it didn't take all my time. And it, what's, what's interesting now is that now I built my life in a way where I pretty much work three days a week on my business. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are the days where I actually schedule things out. And then the rest of the days are pretty much off days where I can do whatever I want. And I've, and I've had to have a lot of discipline to create my life that way. Because one thing I decided was I'm not going to burn myself out on the way to making 100K as a coach or my next goal, a million dollars as a coach. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn to have fun in the process. And yes, the grind is there. And sometimes you do have to put an extra hours and work, especially for your first 100K. But early on, I decided I need to do this in a way where it feels good for me. And when I'm adding value or spending time on Facebook or online, building relationships, it needs to be done in a way where I can get the most value out in the least amount of time. And so I, I would be very strategic in terms of it's so easy to get distracted when you're on Facebook. Sure. If I get every notification I get, I can be on there for three hours and then I've accomplished nothing. Mm -hmm. But if I schedule out, hey, when I come back home from work after I have dinner, I'm going to get on Facebook for 30 minutes. I'm going to create one post and then I'll just get on my laptop and have fun and talk to whoever I can, offer value for free and, and then see what happens, right? And if someone wants to come and work with me, at that time I wasn't even offering anything, but I started to build such a, such a big following because I was the guy that became known for showing up, adding value, giving results at a time for free. And so people thought, whoa, if this guy's offering this much value for free, I can't even imagine what his paid stuff's gonna be like. And so that's what really generated that interest. And that's the process I teach my students now. So you don't have to join a million groups to or spend hours and hours or work a hundred hours a week to do that. Because in medical school, I've gone through the whole, you know, being in the OR at five in the morning to deliver the baby and do the surgeries. And you know, I've, I've worked the long hours. I had my nose dived in a book studying basically all my twenties. And so I know what that's like. And that's why I value my free time so much now. And I just chose to be very disciplined with this business and chose to really create a lifestyle where, okay, I got into this so I could work from home, so I could help people, but also so I could have that freedom that an online business would provide. And so that's something I teach my students too, and that organic traffic 
doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of time or join a hundred different groups and constantly be on Facebook. You just have to decide ahead of time, I'm gonna schedule this time to get this done. And one thing I wanna say about time is one of the things I also teach in my program is when you're scheduling out your week, which is something I do every Monday morning, sometimes Sunday, you wanna schedule it out based on what you're gonna achieve, the results you're gonna produce. So if I give myself an hour to produce content, that hour shouldn't be taken up by me thinking about the idea and then me kind of writing some of it. And then at the end of the hour, I haven't finished, right? It's, it's unfinished work. And that one hour when I decide I'm gonna produce content, that means that content needs to be written, it needs to be published, it needs to be out there, like done, right? And I think that's how we need to track our, that's how I teach my students how to track themselves and their results. How are you spending your time? It's so easy to get distracted by notifications you're getting on social media. But if you can really think, like I started thinking, I talk a lot about the future self exercise. It's something that I think radically transformed my life. If I can really step into my future self, who he is, if he's already making a million dollars or $10 million, wherever he is, how does he show up? If he gives himself an hour to do something, how does he think? How does he work? How fast does he work? Does he let distractions and notifications take his attention or does he get the job done? And when I started becoming my future self now, that's when I was able to really add a ton of value in a short amount of time. And then I was able to get so much value back in return from, from putting in the time that I did. No, that's absolutely great. Question about the value you provided. What, what was that? Were you just, you know, posting like thought provoking questions? Were you giving business advice? And then the second part of my question is, did you, do you schedule your content in advance that you want to post as well? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was very messy and sloppy. I didn't schedule anything out. I would just literally show up on my profile or in a group and I would go live. And, and one of the, one of the things I want to, this is something I teach in my program is for any coach, you know, when, when you start to decide, okay, this is how I think I want to help people. The lock and key method is something that I use a lot. And I actually learned this from Seth Godin. And it's basically where a lot of us will try to create a key, a solution that we think people want. And then we'll go out looking for the, um, we'll go out looking for the lock, the group of people, right? And, and try to fit that key into that lock. But it's, it's hard to find out because we think the solution's amazing, right? Like the example I use is I want to sell strawberry sparkling water, right? I think it's amazing. I worked on it for six months. I got the branding down. I got the images on the bottles. <laughs> I go out outside of my house and I offer it to my neighbors and then like, hey, who wants strawberry sparkling water? And then no one wants it, right? Like my neighbor's like, I hate strawberry. The other person's like, I don't drink sparkling water. Other person's like, I don't drink water. I just drink orange juice. And so I've just created a key. I've created a solution, but I don't have any lock to put it in, right? I don't, I, I can't take it anywhere. So one of the things that I teach is first find the lock, find the group of people, then create the solution for them, right? Another example of that is, you know, giving like finding a group of people who are in a desert, right? And it's scorching hot and they're thirsty, and like, what do those people want? What are those people? And they have a lot of money, right? So it's a group of people in a desert where thirsty, you have a lot of money. You found those people. What do those people want? They want cold water. They want cold water bottles. And so you show up there with cold water bottles, right? And you give them those water bottles more than anyone else, right? And they will be happy to like reach into their wallets and pay you. And so joining Facebook groups, adding value in Facebook groups is the same thing. You have to think of the Facebook group as the lock, as the people in the desert. You wanna show up and give them so much water that they're just like, oh my God, who is this guy or girl, right? And, and the value needs to be strategic. Now in the beginning, you may think, okay, well, I don't really know what to offer them. But like, let's say you're in an entrepreneur group. 
if the entrepreneur group, they want to learn things about leads or sales or any, anything regarding that, that's what you give them. That's the, the stuff you help them with. And for, for me specifically, it was a combination like you asked, asking questions mm -hmm. right, on Facebook, colored post questions or like really in these days it was asking questions. It was doing Facebook lives. One thing I made sure that I always did, I think it's very important is having a hook title. So I'd always make sure that I kept the title for whatever I posted, whether it was written video on my profile and groups, something that would grab someone's attention. And a lot of people will ask me, well, I don't know what's going to grab people's attention. I'm like, B minus. Okay, we're going to try it. We'll see if the hook title got someone's attention. If it didn't, we'll try something else. And if it did, we'll, we'll continue using more of that. But really, I think I see so many people having incredible posts, videos, lives, they don't add a title on there. They don't add something that's going to add, you know, get, catch someone's attention. So if I went into these groups and I said, hey, Happy Tuesday, everyone. And my whole Facebook live is about how to make 100K as a coach. No one's going to watch that video. I mean, some people might click on it because it's me. <laughs> but a lot of people will just be like, oh, like we love this guy, Dr. Wasi. Like his, he, he's awesome. But I'm not, I'm just going to keep scrolling because it's a happy Tuesday live. And I want to see something else, right? However, if my title is, this is how I made 100K as a coach. Yeah. Everyone's like, whoa. Like depending on the group you're in, they're like, I got to watch this video. I got to know how, right? And so really, you know, Marketing is all about how do you make yourself interesting? Even if you think you're the most boring person in the world, it's like, how do you make what you have to say interesting? And, you know, people's attention span is so short these days. It's as equivalent as a goldfish, apparently, these days, just nine seconds. And so really figuring out, okay, if I'm, if, if I'm in a group and I'm providing that water, I'm providing that key to that, to that lock to those group of people, how can I provide it in a way that's really going to help them more than anyone else? And so one of the things I think that people should do if you're doing organic traffic is, is just think like what's missing here in this group. If I'm a health coach or I want to be a relationship coach or a stress anxiety coach, what are the things like, what are all these people looking for, right? How can I show up literally as the person who saves the day or just gives them so much water ahead of time, so many results ahead of time? that they just want more and more and more because then they come to you. And that's exactly what happened with me was the philosophy that I, I pretty much started practicing and now I teach my students is you show up and you give them so much that they start coming to you, right? People will come to you. They will message you themselves. They will start to opt in on your lives. They will start to join your Facebook group. I don't ever teach hunting people down. I don't ever teach, okay, like, you know, we're going to be graspy and needy and message a thousand people a day. That is not what I teach. And I'm not saying anything against anyone who does because different things work for different people. Sure, but yeah. my, approach. my approach is just show up, give them so much value ahead of time, give them so much water, right? That they're literally coming to you in droves and they're like, who are you? How can we work with you? No, that's great. Do you still do you still see using Facebook group as a good strategy or is it oversaturated? Oh, of course. It's not oversaturated at all. Facebook groups is the way to go. They're actually going to get bigger and bigger. I mean, now Facebook itself is they they actually have their they're they're promoting people to do ads to get them to people's Facebook groups because they see how powerful and profitable Facebook groups are, right? I think when you're doing paid ads, it's obviously you have to have a business page for that. But in my opinion, if you're not running paid ads, you don't even need to have a business page. It serves no purpose. People want to be in groups. They want to be a part of a tribe, right? People these days, the way business is, they want to be, they want to feel like they're a part of a community, a family, a tribe, like-minded people. And that's why groups are so powerful. Also because 
you know, when you are selling something, like when I sell something on a free training or webinar, I can do that in my group. I don't have to go on my public profile and do a one hour webinar and get a call to action for $9.97 at the end. I can do it in my closed private space. And I know only the people who I want in that group and who wanted to be in that group are going to be the one who that offer is made to. And so it just provides this amazing space where they get to open up, they get to get to know each other, share their wins, struggles. I get to make offers and it's just this amazing Thing you can continue to grow together and also the cool thing about facebook groups is you know i started with zero members as well last year so do all my students but it's amazing that the people who join get to kind of see you come up as an expert they got to they kind of get to see you build your authority as you're building the community and people believe it or not will respect that because there's something that they'll see in you that they want. What Even if it's just the confidence of you showing up with the B minus approach and being messy and imperfect, they'll say, wow, like this person may not be a seven, eight figure earner already. They may not have the biggest company, but they're a couple of steps ahead of me. You know, they're confident enough or they're willing to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. And that makes you want to work with them. And so it, it they, they really get impressed by that. And they start respecting you, seeing just how much you're showing up for them even though you're imperfect and it actually makes them want to work with you. And I think that's why Facebook groups are really powerful to build authority and to build community. No, that's great. Yeah. Cause I I've started a few Facebook groups. Sometimes they work for me. Sometimes they don't. I know I'm in a lot and it's hard to keep track of all of them after a while. So I definitely know I got to narrow it down some more so, so I can be more engaging with people. Cause I know I get a lot of people engaged with me and then they send me messages. And the next thing I know I'm oversaturated with all these messages from people, which I don't know what their real intent is. Are they really truly wanting to help me or are they just trying to help me to eventually lead me to the next step of their sales process? So it's hard to, you know, really, you really, for me, I have to figure out how to really narrow through, you know, travel through it all to figure out who's really there to help and who's there just to make a buck. And I know business. I know we're all we're all in it to make money somewhere along the line, but I like to have somebody who's genuine. You know. Can I give you a solution to that? Sure. So when someone messages you, just say, "Hey, how can I help you?" I and then immediately, it. immediately they'll tell you why. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that. <laughs> like, how can I help you? Yeah, just like it's 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 super because it's obviously if it's a stranger you never connected with them before. Yeah. It's a question to ask like, hey, how can I help you, right? It's a nice question to ask. So literally they'll be like, oh, like I sell Bitcoin. I want to know if you want to be an investor or they'll say, hey, I saw you in this group and I loved what you said. And then that opens up the space for you to really then provide value to them and see if you want to get a consult sales call with them and, you know, then offer, make an offer to work with you. Yeah, because I, I noticed with some people, they never even looked at my Facebook page because based yeah. upon the questions they asked, I'm like, well, if you looked at my Facebook page then you know how we could really help each other, but you even go that far and now you want to have a whole conversation with me because whenever I connect with somebody, I just don't like friend request everybody or like take everybody as a friend. I make sure that I review their site to make sure, am I going to be able to give them value and they can give us, give me back value as well. Cause I think that's important because I want to have that community. I want to build that friendship with people and really have a genuine relationship. You know, that's why I, that's why when I was spoke to you prior to the show, I mean, I'm like, I knew you would be a great fit for us. I knew you would, you know, be an outstanding person to have on here because of our connection and we connected well. And you've proved it here today by the amount of value that you provided on this episode to really help people move from where they are now to where they want to be by just some simple strategies, understanding, you know, a lot about their mindset. That's really, that's holding them back. And, you know, just taking the chance, 
you know, just do that B minus work, get it out there, you know, see what happens and then figuring out what works for you and what doesn't work for you, but really helping people solve a problem. Look for those problems people want solved first, not you creating the solution to something that somebody may not want at all. Yes, totally. Like if I could go back and, you know, save time for everyone, which is what I do, that's exactly what I would tell them, right? Because <laughs> I learned all these things from trial and error. And so yeah. my whole is just, hey guys, learn from my mistakes. You guys can just go faster and just get there easier. <laughs> no, I love it. Fred Martinez, you always no have that one question that's always thought provoking. What What is it tonight? I feel it's coming. Well, the question I always have is because of the mindset that you have, is you have a lot of wisdom. So I want to know how, what life experience that you've had to develop that wisdom and that knowledge that you have that you can pass on to uh, somebody else, to our, to our audience, to somebody that uh, like, think about it as uh, like your 20 year old self. Like if you can go back and you can go ahead and give that, that, nugget, that nugget of wisdom yeah, <laughs> that's an incredible question, Fred. And I'm glad you asked that because I actually, what I'm about to say has to do with going back to your 20 year old self. <laughs> so the, um, the, the thing, the wisdom that I would leave is this exercise that I actually do and practice every day in my life. And it's what I teach as a core component in my program and it's called the future self exercise. And so what that really is, if I can walk you guys through that for a couple of minutes is <clears throat> basically choosing a number of years in the future whether it's three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, I mean, you can go as far as you want. And really then creating a life in your mind, the best possible life that you could have as a man or as a woman, you know, the body you want to be in, the, the person you want to be with, the money you have, what you're doing in the world, how you feel, like really creating that visualization in your mind and then practicing believing that it's happened. And then that, that's the hard part for a lot of people, but really going there and, and giving yourself permission to believe, what if that did happen? What if I could create that future life for myself? What would that be like? And so once you've done that, like for me, it was 10 years from now. So once you've done that, you go to that 10 year place, you now get to start having access to the thoughts and the feelings and the actions of your future self. And so you get to start being your future self now and that's exactly what I started doing last year. When I learned this exercise, I started doing it every day. And it was super uncomfortable in the beginning and felt super disorienting and weird. But I started being my future self 10 years from now, like today in this body. And I started you know, asking myself questions of what would he be thinking about this? What decision would he make? How would he be feeling? How would he be acting? And me doing that allowed me to just like really get the speed that I got the past year I feel to get to take me closer to that future self. And so it's, it's amazing. And, and one of the ways that I tell people to do this exercise is write down what that future self looks like. And you can always change it along the way and build because it's really fun. But one practice I, I recommend is, you know, write a letter to your past self. Like, like you mentioned, your 20 year old self, what wisdom would your future self give to your 20 year old self? And then what, what wisdom does your future self give to you? And like writing yourself letters, it, it's, it sounds like, it, I know, <laughs> like this is my jam right now. And so I'm sure all of your listeners will love this. It's, it can sound like it's a little crazy, but it really, really works and it's super powerful. And so one of the things I, I, I do a lot is I write letters from my future self to myself now. Mm -hmm. And 
I'll basically, and even if it's not writing letters, just imagining like, what would he, like there's the, the first way you can do it is being him now. But the second way that I do it is literally asking him for guidance, right? So it's like believing that he already exists in the future. He's achieved the results that I want. He has a life that I want. If I were to ask him for guidance, like, should I do this or not? Should I do this podcast or not? <laughs> should I, you know, should I talk to this person or not? Should I, you know, like, even, like from the biggest life decisions to the smallest, I have gotten the best freaking advice from my future self than anyone else. And it's been fascinating. And now it's, it's amazing because just from like last year to now, I can see myself becoming that future guy that I've already created in my mind. I can see myself becoming him. And so it's interesting because you talk about the wisdom and a lot of times when I, when I imagine myself being him, I'll ask myself, like, what is he reading? What is he like, who is he studying? What coaching programs does he join? Or, you know, like, what did I have to do to get there? And so that immediately guides me, it immediately tells me what to do next. And so it's like, I get this compass now where it's like, oh, I should be consuming this information. I should be taking in this knowledge and this wisdom so I can share it with others. And so that's been the most powerful exercise for me is really being your future self now. And it's absolutely changed my life. And so the whole, the whole idea behind that, that my students love a lot is creating your life from the future now, right? It's been like, it's a huge trip when people think about it that way, but it's really fun because a lot of times we hold off feeling good about something, even success in a business, because we think, oh, I'll be happy when I make my first 100K as a coach. I'll be happy when I make my first million dollars or 10 million. But if we can start to feel the way we think we would feel when we reach that future goal now, that's how we get there. And we get to enjoy the process now of getting there. And so it's, it's the best of both worlds. And so for me, that's been one of the biggest things I think has Cause allowed me to have the radical transformations I've seen in my own life, success in business, and even personally. And I think it's what helps a lot of my students step in when they see the the part about future self and I program. They at least start practicing it. They they say that a shift starts to happen in them, and uh, and so it's something that I learned and I want to pass on to all your listeners today to really practice being your future self now, whatever that is, three years from now, five years, ten years, twenty years. And in the beginning, it's going to be uncomfortable, but the more you can access how that person is thinking, feeling, and what actions they're taking, the more you will become that person, the more likely it is to get there, not only get there, but to get there faster. And so that's what I want to leave all your listeners with today. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like we, Go ahead, Fred. I was going to say, it sounds like what you're doing is you're creating the roadmap to where you need to go to. And then you're basically, it's almost like as, as an athlete, we would visualize, we visualize our outcome. We visualize where we're at. We visualize the where the audience is. The and uh, we visualize from the different portions of third third party to first person, and just being in that moment and seeing how it is. So then you can and then you see the performance that you're doing, and you visualize your success. I have done that, but now taking it to an other level because that one is just doing the. Perf- or performance-based. Now, this one, it actually is taking it to where now you are actually being of action of what books I need to read, what I need to go, uh, how I need to dress, what uh, what courses I need to take, things like that. Who am I, what call do I need to make? And it's actually doing things a little bit different because now you're having saying, I got to do these things because my future self is this person and you're creating this this persona kind of like david groggins would always kind of say is that you got to have that that 
alter person of who you are two different people so it's like you got future and you got your present yeah it's amazing and you get to have fun with both like you get to enjoy both now in the present which i think makes it really fun and i love how you said even dressing and things like that right because immediately when i started doing this i started like i started making little changes just the way i showed up and obviously everyone has a different style but just you know your level of positioning and how you want to come off it totally changed even me thinking you know, how does, because my next goal now, I jump back and forth. I have the 10-year future self goal, but then I jump, I jump to like, what does my future self a day from now do? What does he do a year from now, you know, a month from now? And so my next goal is to hit my first $100,000 a month. And so I ask myself, does the version of me who makes $100,000 a month, does he show up late for a coaching call? Does he show up late for a podcast? You know, like, is he, is he sleeping in on Monday morning? You know, what is he doing? And so when I asked myself those questions and I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm really being him now, he does not do any of that stuff, right? He yeah. shows up this way. He, he presents himself this way. He, he builds his self-discipline to have these results and, and, and have a way to enjoy the process. And so I think that really made, like, has allowed me to make those shifts and continue, allows me to continue to make those shifts. Because let me ask you a question, Fred. So like this year, has, has there been anything that you try to do? You don't have to tell me what it is, but you've tried to do that may not have worked out the way you thought it would in business or anything, anything else. I think I'm thinking what, what I'm looking at is I'm what we were talking about before is I'm in the, the, uh, the hamster wheel of the niche of who am I? And just going through that type of thing of like, who am I? But then I realized that who I am is a multifaceted individual because of all the things that I've done, but I'm, I put away all that stuff because that is my, that's the ego. And yeah. I'm trying to, but I realized that my accomplishments is because of who I am or, or my trials and tribulations created the man who I am today. Like I have a conversation of, of my past for my divorce. It wasn't, it wasn't for that divorce. I wouldn't be the man who I am today and I wouldn't be here right now. Yes, yes, totally, totally. So just like that, right? Like that's such a beautiful example. And if there was something, let's say that happened this year where like you tried something in business, like the niche, for example, right? Maybe at the time you felt like, man, I, I can't figure this out. You kind of felt down about it or you felt like it was a really big deal, right? Like I'm stuck, which is what a lot of us feel in the moment. Yeah. But if I asked you to go to that future place 10 years from now, where you're a really successful coach, right? Like you got the niche, you got the company, you got the brand. And if you were looking back from that future place now at that niche thing, what would you think about it? I think it would be, it'd be more relaxed because instead of me going through this spinning, uh, spinning my wheels. If, if you were to, if you were to see it, like you've already reached that goal, right? And you were to look back at like how I felt really down about the niche stuff. You would just look at it and be like, like you said, relax, like, yeah, like it was nothing. Well, it, it's, it's powerful also too, because of, of where I am, but I'm also looking at it as it's the process that I, I guess it's saying that's where I'm looking at it saying it's the process that I really enjoy. And yeah. maybe that's the, 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 the disconnect because every day I'm looking at it as I'm learning something new and I'm appreciating it. And I'm like, okay, just that that's just another uh, getting closer and closer to what exactly I need to be because I'm looking at it as trying to build this ultimate badass because of where I was. 
Yeah, totally. And that's what you're saying. It's like, of course, that was supposed to happen, right? Like, if you were to go 10 years to your future, you're going to be like, of course, I was supposed to go through all that stuff. And of course, I was supposed to feel bad about the niche, because that's how I got to the future where I am today, right? Yeah. And so it's when you access that future place, you can kind of laugh about it. You can be like, of course, that was the next step. Of course, that was going to be my next failure, right? That was cute. That was funny. Like, it was supposed to happen. And so when you can access yourself from that future place, what's happening now, all the big failures that we think we have in our businesses or personal life, they become so small and we can look at them and kind of just chuckle and be like, of course, right? <laughs> like it's a part of the journey, right? It's getting yeah, into that. It's, it's adding fuel. The way I look at it is saying it's adding fuel to the, the headaches, the, the heartbreak, the, the, the rejection. It's all the fuel for me. I've, that's what I've used in my entire life is use that as for fuel to project me to my next destination. Totally. Totally. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, like for me, when I was uh, 20 years old, I realized if I really wanted to be rich and have a lot of money, like I needed to get into business entrepreneurship. And so I started six LLCs and they all failed but one. And it was the one I didn't want to work. <laughs> the one I didn't want to do <laughs> worked out. And it was import-exports, just, just, just shipping stuff back and forth within the States and India. And I was just like shocked because I was I just knew how to do it. And I was just blown away because the ones I really wanted to work like my coaching businesses and my and and, and, and like doing the like helping with anxiety and, and conversational skills stuff like that it, like that stuff took me longer to get to get good at like six six or seven years but then like the one LLC that I started in 20 uh, when I was 20 years old actually like helped support me and and make me money and get me to where I wanted to be like until I got rid of it when I was 27 and and it, it's hilarious how like I did not enjoy that at all Right. I, I really didn't. I, I, I did not want to do it. I wanted to do NLP. I wanted to get involved in coaching. I wanted to help people in the field, like conversational skills, like, like, I'm sorry, you, you need to be able to talk to people. Like, like I couldn't talk to people. I didn't know how to do it. And I taught myself, went through all the rejection and all that stuff. And I want to help other people. I really wish I had you in my life right now. <laughs> I wish I knew you because I feel like if I knew you, you would have set me on the right path because what I was doing back then I was so, fo I was, I, I did not know, I did not have a clear picture of who I wanted to be when I was 30. That was what was the issue. Cause I ended up started doing all these things, six LLCs, you know, all this sort of stuff. When I know now after hearing you talk about all this and hearing Fred, I know now for sure, if I understood that concept, simple concept and did it every day, I feel like I would have been a lot further ahead, a lot quicker right now. Yeah, but you know how we know you weren't supposed to be further ahead because How? you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Oh yes. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was going to say, Chris, we know him now. Now we can. Oh yeah. I know you now. I'm taking advantage of this now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like I was supposed to, like we were supposed to learn this all today and have this conversation today. Right. Like all of our lives will be a little different after this conversation. Right. So it's really sure. cool. But that's, you know, a lot of my students sometimes will be like, Oh, like, you know, like, but I was supposed to be so much further ahead. And I'm like, no, but, you know, you know why we know you weren't supposed to be further ahead? They're like, why? Because you're not. This is exactly where you're, this is exactly where you're supposed to be, right? And right. so and I, I ask myself about that a lot too, right? Like, oh, I'm supposed to be further ahead or this was supposed to my life. Like, this was supposed to happen differently. And like, we'll argue with life, right? But then I'll, I'll remind myself, I'll be like, wait a minute. That was never supposed to happen. I thought it was supposed to happen, but that was never supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen this way. And how do I know that? because this is how it happened, <laughs> right? But now, but now what am I gonna do about that, right? Like now accessing that future self, like 
what trajectory do I want my life to go in now? And then how can I create to build that and have fun with it? This would kind of reminds me of you're on this path and then on this path, you are walking it and there's many gurus or many individuals that come in to come to you on this path and this journey that you're walking it. Some people stay, some people go, they go on a different path, but they're there to give you some knowledge and information. So I look at it as right now, right now in this moment, there is a reason why because we all come from many different paths and we came together and we're conjoining and we're collaborating and we're having this conversation and we're seeing things in a different perspective than we had before. So just imagine what other people that we're gonna see in our lives and come into our lives are gonna bring, bring us gifts as well as we're gonna bring them gifts. Yeah, totally. Give me that, give me that value and results out of time, right? <laughs> That's what we're doing, guys. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now, <clears throat> Dr. Wasi, we are at the end of our episode today. I know we could talk to you for hours on end about this topic. So what we'll have to do is just bring you back, if that's okay with you. Of course, I would love that. I'd be honored. <laughs> Great. Right, well, I just have to say your strategy tonight about your future self was absolutely brilliant. I think that's something that people can apply right now to their lives. <clears throat> but I also want people to get in touch with you. How can they go about doing that? As of now, <laughs> when this podcast is released, the best strategy is Facebook, just Dr. Wasi, it's D-R-W-A-S-I, all one word, D-R-W-A-S-I. That'd be the best place to find me. You'll find all my links there, my site, my Facebook group. I, do, I post a lot of stuff from my profile regularly as well. So if you guys got, want to get in touch, just Facebook, Dr. Wasi, and uh, I'll, I'll be looking forward to connecting with you guys. Absolutely great. And we're going to also have you on our website as well as one of the person that supports our movement. So if people want to get a hold of you, they can go to our coaching page and they can find you there as well and link right up to you too. So we got you covered. So we got awesome. places for people to find you not only through this podcast, but also through our social media as well. So people get in contact with you because I, I can, I know you're the person that coaches need to reach out to to really make that difference in their business and in their lives so that they can start producing the income and living the lifestyle that they're, they're looking to live. So thank you for sharing your gifts today with us. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you for having me guys. This was awesome. I had a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Thank you guys. Great. Well, let's get some final thoughts from Fred and Chris. Why don't you go ahead, Fred, share what your thoughts are for today. You know, like I said before, is like, it was, we're here for a reason and it's, and thank you so much because it's like, when you kind of look at it as a, as a doctor, you per, you prescribe the, the, what we all needed today. today. So thank you. You're Great, welcome. Thanks. My man. <laughs> thanks for sharing Fred and Chris. Yeah. I just want to say like your energy and everything about you. I, I feel like having, like having you as a coach and taking a, a workshop with you is like super exciting. Cause I just feel like you make it super fun. Cause I can tell you can do the really, really heady stuff, but you also know exactly how to like bring it forward, make it easy, make it fun, make it simple the way we need it. So thank you so much. I love that. I love your energy. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. If you like to connect, with any of us, you can go to the extraordinarybeingmovement.com. You can download our episode on all the famous podcasting hosting sites like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and so many others. And check us out on YouTube where you can watch this video as well. 
Make sure that you take great notes when you watch the replay because there's a lot of great information here. So we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and we hope you have the best life because you deserve it. Don't let your life be ordinary. Let your life be extraordinary. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Thank you.